Hello, and welcome to Talking Eye Opinions. I am Anthony Livingston Hall. You might be surprised to learn that Valentine's Day dates all the way back to the 3rd century AD. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to spare you details about the tortured fate of its patron saint. But the hedonistic rituals we practice today originate mostly from the Middle Ages. In fact, the poet Geoffrey Chaucer is generally recognized as the first to write about Valentine's Day as a day of romance. <laughs> In his 1375 poem, Parliament of Fowls, which, with all due respect to Samuel Taylor Coleridge, might also be the origin of the birds and the bees, as a euphemism for that dreaded talk about sex. Even so, with all due respect to both Chaucer and Coleridge, William Shakespeare is not only the most acclaimed poet, but among the most prolific poets in history. Therefore it speaks volumes that we can find only incidental references to Valentine's Day in his complete works. The most substantive of those references appears in Hamlet, and it's instructive that it has Shakespeare mocking all the romantic notions associated with Valentine's Day as nothing more than the conjuring of quaint superstition. No doubt some of you are familiar with how the doomed Ophelia sings deliriously as follows. Tomorrow is St. Valentine's Day, all in the morning be time, and I aim it at your window to be your valentine. Then up he rose, and donned his clothes, and dopped the chamber door, let in the maid that out he made, never departed more. <laughs> How is that for picking your poison? A history of the tortured fate of St. Valentine, or my rendition of Ophelia's song? <laughs> At any rate, here's the translation, uh, just in case. But no more singing, I promise. Tomorrow is St. Valentine's Day, and early in the morning, I'm a girl below your window, waiting to be your valentine. Then he got up and put on his clothes and opened the door to his room. He let in the girl, and when she left, she wasn't a virgin any more. <laughs> oh, Willie, you naughty boy. Well, you can see why nobody would ever mistake him for Lord Byron or William Blake. 
but it's a testament to Shakespeare's majesty and enduring influence that those celebrated romantic poets were still finding inspiration in his poetry over two hundred years later. Hell, even a cynical podcaster like me is doing the same nearly five hundred years later. Because, like Shakespeare, I have nothing but mocking regard for everything associated with Valentine's Day. This is why my PSA today is to urge you to resist the orgy of public spending masquerading as private expressions of love. Instead, save all the love you planned to give on this day, to give on a day when you suspect the one you love would least expect to receive it. That said, even a cynic like me can think of nothing more unromantic than posting a valentine on social media for all the world to see. Yet such narcissistic expressions of love have become the norm. But I'd be wary of any lover who swoons over such, because theirs can only be a love which alters when it alteration finds or unfollows at the first hint of doom. I know, I know, I know. Get with the times, right? <laughs> After all, far from the Elizabethan age, which you'd be forgiven for thinking I'm stuck in, we live in an age where no moment is too private or sacred to share with the world for likes. <laughs> Except, of course, for the prevailing schizophrenia that has the same oversharers complaining indignantly about data privacy. Indeed, apropos of cynical, nothing could be more so than celebrity couples who post every tidbit about their romantic lives on social media and then ask for privacy without any hint of irony when things fall apart inevitably. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. That's it. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to contact me, I invite you to email anthonyhall279 at gmail.com or use the contact feature on my blog at www.ipjn.com. Thank you for listening. And until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.